feeling feeling pretty creepy. Well, that's perfect. Jesus. Because this is Creep Club. <laughs> I just threw my headphones off. Go away. Go to check. Oh, this, this, uh, this okay. episode's going to be a mess, and it's going to be great. I'm actually looking forward to it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Look at how he's sitting. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Me? That's no, the, this aggressive. animal. Oh. oh. He's being really weird. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Jack, you weirdo. Tanya's got demons in her chest. We got dogs seeing ghosts. So, welcome to Creek Club, a podcast for the sick and twisted and the morbidly gifted, where we wade through the blood and viscera of the horror genre and discuss which ones creep and which ones should be put to sleep. I'm Chance. Tanya's here. Dan Dan's here. And we're watching Tremors. Chance mentions Tremors in every conversation I've ever had with him. <laughs> Because it's a movie about, it's like, if you try to, like, better your life, monsters will kill you, is what happens in this movie. Oh, interesting. Is this the first time you guys have seen it? Yes. I saw it when I was a kid, but I didn't remember it really at all. So it didn't really count. Okay. No. Um... Well, I guess I'll go into it real quick. I mean, there's not much to it. It's just like a top-notch B-movie, monster movie, right? Starring Kevin Bacon, uh, Fred Ward. I wish it was Fred Willard, but sure. (laughs) Hey, I love Fred Willard. Um, So, yeah, they're handymen in a very small town of a population of, what is it, like... Five. It's more than that. But... um, (laughs) They're handymen. They're sick of it. They want to get out of there. They try to leave, and then they're attacked by giant worms. I mean, there's nothing much else to say about it. Reba McIntyre is in it. That's exactly right. So I just want to jump right into hearing, let's say, Tanya's opinion about this. Okay. I've been dreading this moment. No. I hate this movie. (laughs) Oh, no. Are you serious? I can't tell if she's being... I'm serious. Oh I didn't my. hate it. Wow. I just found it really boring, and it just did not speak to me. But Like, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'll refrain. Well, here's what I'll say. This, like, sort of... I put this in the category of, like, action horror, and that's my least favorite type of horror because I just fucking hate action movies. I just hate them. I get, like, aggressively bored by them. Like, angrily bored. And so, you know, like, I've got some baggage. But I what I appreciate about it is the tone feels like it could be part of the creep show universe. Like, this is a creep show story. And, like, the, the really over-the-top, like, um, orchestral music and, like, it has that sort of like camp and comedy that Creepshow offers, and I appreciate that about it. I just didn't need a whole movie about it. Like, I would have liked this sandwiched in with other shorts about weird shit happening. Um, but I just like kind of lose interest when it becomes just about like brute force fighting off monsters. It has some moments that made me laugh really hard. 
and and there are things I appreciate about it, but I would never watch this movie again unless someone made me. Here's the two upsides to your take on this movie. One, it makes this conversation a little more dynamic instead of everybody fawning over it. And two, everybody's going to like me better. Because... <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, you are just not going to be liked for your opinion, but that's okay. Oh I just, I just want you to know. But uh, no, I can understand that. Is it because there's no angry sex in this, or scary sex? Was Tanya, it? this is Spooky why I was sex. dreading this moment. I knew you were going to have an irrational response. <laughs> It's nothing. I like you, Chance. I like you a lot. Oh no, 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 no! no. It's, it, it, this transcends me and you. Uh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, so that is a good segue into my opinion about it, which is I absolutely agree with what a lot of Tanya said. However, I have a very soft spot in my heart for like B movies, especially like B horror movies. Uh, when I was in school at my friend group, m- like many Friday nights, we would watch like obscure weird shitty b-movie horror films and um it uh i love doing that and it brings me a lot of joy because it's real silly um and i especially like watching those kind of movies in person with people so i think this would be like a great film put it on at kind of like a a weird sleepover party with your buds and mystery three mystery theater 3000 it chat and talk about it laugh about it being silly eat some pizza i think it's perfect for that chance is so mad look at him no 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 he's, actually he's writing down notes <laughs> <laughs> no i'm deleting your phone numbers out of my phone <laughs> i'm erasing both of you no here's the thing it's okay that you don't like it and to thanks be honest, i guess <laughs> no but here's the thing do you guys know anything about like how many sequels there are or it's like role in like pop culture or anything about it outside of just your viewing experience no i'm just wondering because i only know that there are sequels because i imdb'd to make sure i was right about the little girl being from jurassic park yes absolutely (laughs) um uh so where was i going with that okay so at the very least there's something there if it spawns six sequels was a television show um, cause it had its own series as well. It's in comics, you know? Um, so obviously there's something there. There's something in a lot of action movies. Like the, the, I think honestly, the fact that there are, that it's become like a franchise makes me like it even less. <laughs> no, I understand that, but good things become franchises. Right, the the momentum. Okay, calm the, down. No, <laughs> popular things become franchises. Money makers become franchises. Yeah, but there's usually has nothing least, to do with quality. Okay, give me an example of a franchise where the original was also terrible. Besides Harry Potter, any superhero movie. Boo! All of, them, all of it sucks. <laughs> Have you ever seen? Everyone's gonna hate me for that too. Oh man, care. yeah. Um, it was nice having you on the podcast. <laughs> If you could Jesus, things are heating up in the Tremors fandom. He tried to fire me from the podcast before I revealed that I didn't like I had his a, favorite movie. I had a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It, no, honestly, it's totally fine. Um, I'm surprised, but I'm not mad. I'm, I'm not mad. 
I'm just surprised. He's just disappointed. I'm, I am disappointed. I will say I'm disappointed. But here's a couple things about Tremors that I thought you would have also liked was it was in that time where they pulled out all the stops artistically in terms of like the creation of the monsters. I mean, there's like miniatures, there's like really extensive puppetry. Um, just the visual effects in this movie are, are really cool. Yeah, I can appreciate that. Listen, it's a solid movie. Like, it's not a bad movie. I I can understand why people love this movie. It There's just nothing really in it that hooks me personally. It doesn't have... Like, I also love shitty movies. Oops. <laughs> no. I meant B-movies. I also love, like, campy B-movies. But there has to be some some kind of element that speaks to me in it to make me feel entertained by it otherwise for I'll give you an example of 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 a of a cult classic that people love sleepaway camp is a movie that horror buffs think is like the funnest funniest movie and it's just a great time to watch and I find it excruciatingly boring and there's just something about like the that kind of camp that doesn't resonate with me, but I can also understand why people have an excellent time watching it and have parties about it. And I feel the same way about this movie. Like, I can understand the appeal, but it doesn't appeal to me. Yeah, and I, I agree with Sleepaway Camp, by the way. Um, it's mainly because of that twist, iconic scene at the end, I think is what, like, cemented its notoriety. But, like, mm-hmm. I mentioned uh, Harry Potter, right? Like, I get why I should like Harry Potter. I don't know why I don't like Harry Potter, but I get the but I get why people are into it, right? And like like to dress up because I also have those movies that I love. So no, I get your your perspective. It's just interesting because it is such a beloved like addition to the horror genre, um, and it's actually more known as like a comedy than an action movie. But I mm-hmm. I know I see where you put the action in there. For oh sure. yeah, it's 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 a comedy for sure. Yeah. But it has the bones of an action movie. Did you like the Did you like the relationships at all of the characters? Because a lot oh, of people yeah. people really actually gravitate to more towards that than anything else. Yeah, like my favorite parts that I like made a mental note of are interactions between Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward. Like in the second half, nearish the end, and Kevin Bacon is like. Honestly, it all kind of runs together. I don't know what exactly was happening at the time, but they're like on the roof and Kevin Bacon's going to go save the day somehow. I don't know. And he they're like almost have a tender moment where they're like not sarcastic to each other and being mean, fake mean to each other. There's like a moment where there's like a glimmer in their eye and it almost looks like they're going to embrace each other. And then Kevin Bacon just like elbows him in the gut and then like jumps off the roof and the roof caves in like that made me laugh out loud. And I loved that moment. There is there's a lot to love about this movie period <laughs> i'm afraid to say but no 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 let it let it all out <laughs> and and just little 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 interactions that are they're not like laugh out loud jokes but they're just kind of funny like near the beginning when when they're gonna go out on horseback and the store owner comes out and he's like here's some swiss cheese and some bullets and he just says it like like totally flat and it's so silly. Like, why? Why does there need to be Swiss cheese in the conversation suddenly? Just stuff like that. That's a. It makes it a fun, a fun movie to watch. 
Yeah, yeah. I think about the <laughs> the scene where uh, the little girl in the town, who's like the only child under the age of like twelve, under town is uh entertaining herself by just like seeing how long she can jump on a pogo stick and after they become aware of the underground worms that are hunting them there's just this scene where they're all realizing they have to get indoors like the worm is coming and then they just like this girl just like comes down the street on this pogo stick uh which is bad because the worms can sense uh seismic activity and vibrations and it's just like of course it's a pogo stick why wouldn't she be on a pogo stick (laughs) So let me, uh, let's play a fun game. I'm going to come from your guys' perspective because there are things that actually do bother me about this movie. And what Dan Dan just mentioned is actually one of them. Like that scene bothers me. I'm like, why? There's 12, 10 people in the town. Why do we not know where everybody is, especially the kid, right? So there's things like that. Uh, Another thing that and I just don't know the geography of it, but so you know the first kill that happens of the the, the first graboid that they kill um, hits its head as it's crashing through like an irrigation, like the cement wall of an irrigation channel, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that go up to the mountains? Couldn't they like get in that thing and follow that somewhere out of the valley? I don't know. Oh, because it's protected? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's protected all the way through. Well, I mean, it's an irrigation channel. I would imagine it's concrete all the way up to wherever it begins. So if that goes up more towards the mountain to collect water, I always thought it seemed like that seemed like a concrete pathway that they could have taken all the way up. But So, yes, there are two holes in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Two and only two. And only two. Is Kevin Bacon the hottest ugly person on the planet? That has been debated for years. <laughs> I, there are moments where I'm like, okay, I get it. He's hot. And then for the rest of the time, I'm like, he just looks like an average person with a weird a weird kind of face. <laughs> uh, yeah, he doesn't do it for me personally. It reminds me of a plastic bag stretched over a pineapple a little bit. <laughs> Kevin Bacon actually said many years later, well, this movie flopped in theaters, by the way. It, it got its real uh, momentum and its fan base through VHS. Um, but Kevin Bacon was sure that this was the end of his career. Um, he was very sad that he was about to be in this movie and thought he was done acting. I mean, I understand his concern. <laughs> but it didn't. It's Again, it's like a loved movie and people know him for tremors just as much as they know him for footloose um i mean i love stir of echoes but who knows kevin bacon for stir of echoes you know what i mean what the hell else has kevin bacon in been in every movie that's ever happened i guess so um have you guys ever seen the show i love dick no Ugh. That's the that was the first time where I saw Kevin Bacon as a sex symbol and I was like, I get it. But it's cuz they worked really hard to get him there. <laughs> it's really good. I literally could not think of any Kevin Bacon movies. <laughs> He's a star, right? He's a celebrity? Yeah. <laughs> are is that a real question? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I just don't He's in Apollo 13. Thank you. He's in a lot of huge movies. He's Kevin I, Bacon. That's why it's bothering me that I can't think of any. Okay, I'll I'll read some for you. 
Um, Footloose, ever heard of it? Yeah. Um, he's in so much stuff. I'm scrolling, and you can't name three. This is this is how sad I am right now. One of my favorite movies of all time, and we're slowly reading through a Kevin Bacon film. I'm so sorry. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Kevin Bacon's in a lot of movies. Everybody knows that. <clears throat> yeah. Well, here, how about this? Just, I mean, is there anything else you want to tear into about it? I liked, I did like some of the the kills or woundings of the wormy guys. Like, the first one where the where the construction guy, like, I don't know what, like a jackhammer, I think is it called a jackhammer, right? Yeah. Jackhammers into the thing and, and hits a wormy guy. And then that, like, oozy blood just comes up from under the earth. That was pretty satisfying to watch. I will, I will say I loved the sound design of this movie because everything is so crunchy like crunchy and gravelly like it's um it has good almost asmr for me i did love that it's like it's like the uh audio equivalent of mouthfeel yes exactly i liked the sound design see i liked stuff yeah and actually yeah that's something that's noted a lot is the sound design absolutely um it's really they're really conscious of it because obviously sound is such a significant part of the plot. And I like that they added that attention to detail. Yeah, because like it, it is a huge part of the plot. And also the mo like you spend most of your time not looking at the wormy guys, but worrying about them. So how do you have a constant sense of danger without any visual stimuli? for long periods, you know? And and it's it's enough that you see the people and they're worried and they're trapped, but there needs to be some sort of like stimuli that that feels dangerous without just constantly having wormy guys everywhere. And the sound of like something pummeling through the dirt, like dry dirt, like caked up dirt, that's a very specific sound. It's not like just tunneling through earth, like they're in the desert. So it's like caked, like, it's hard to explain, but but that kind of, it sounds like like dry soil folding over itself really rapidly. Mm -hmm. And that's just like a very specific sound. And it's satisfying, like when you hear a sound that, I don't know what a giant worm sounds like, tunneling through the ground beneath my feet. I don't know what that sounds like. Never experienced it, fortunately. But they created a sound that, like, triggers something in you. It's like the the, the best horror movies don't show any violence, but it, they plant it well enough that it's very vivid in your mind. They don't need to actually have any gore for you to feel the horrific nature of whatever graphic thing is happening through sound and that's cool yeah i like that too and i actually liked the the visuals that they did have around that where like i was trying to think of how they did it with the ground moving as though it was kind of like in this wave as the the um worm worm boys were underground tunneling towards people like it looked like they had like you know a sheet of carpet or something and then put like dirt and plants and rocks on top of the carpet and they were just kind of waving it to simulate the movements of the beast and i really liked that because it um 
it's not realistic at all. Ground does not move like that. And it was just silly. I really enjoyed that. It was just a silly way to portray that. Mm-hmm. It was cartoon-like in nature, and I appreciate that. Yeah, like a Bugs Bunny cartoon, when, like, yes. Bugs Bunny's gonna go down in the hole and, like, sneak up on the other guy, whatever, Wiley Coyote, and or the other way, one of them. Anyway, yeah, it, do, it does have that kind of, like, yeah, cartoony mm-hmm. quality. Have you guys never seen Gophers before? Not no. in action. <laughs> I right. know of them. I mean, they they push they push through the dirt and kind of create that mound. That's why they're a pain in the butt. Bec- but they're not traveling at like fifty miles an hour under the surface of the ground, and you're watching. Yeah, they pop the- up. <laughs> well, I, they pop up the hole, but then they don't like. They don't hole. push all the yeah. soil up from underneath. <laughs> Well, not at that speed, but yeah, they do. They they burrow underneath the garden and they push. And they'll make like trails <laughs> right. of pushed up. To, anyways, point being, one of the other things I like about he's trying the to mo- compare these wormy guys to gophers. And no, I'm just I was just saying it. that dirt can move in that formation. It's not purely cartoony. But what about the creatures themselves? Like, um, what do you think of their like biology? Like, are they cool? Do you like the design of the creatures? I couldn't care less. Honestly, really? I think that's the that's the part that is just like <clears throat> I like human monster, human esque at least monsters. Those are the ones that I like the most. And like like Stranger Things, I could not give a fuck about the big scary monsters in Stranger Things. It's the least it's like the least interesting part of the whole story for me. And and I, but I under again, I understand why people would be like really impressed by it and like be interested in the backstory and and the biology of it. And I'm just like the further away from human it gets, the less interested I get. Which is also why I don't love like Alien and other mm-hmm. sci-fi movies where it's just a big, scary, slimy monster guy. Interesting, because <clears throat> I can see that. Um, it's not at the top of my list of interest, but I actually really liked the monster design. And after I watched the movie, I was reading um, the section on Wikipedia for uh, like pop culture impact. And there were like a few video games listed there as having ins- inspiration drawn from Tremors, uh, grabby monster snake boys, which I really liked. Um, so I thought they were pretty cool. I liked that they were goopy. Um, that was nice for me primarily because it contrasted really well with the desert setting. Um, I think that it made it seem even more creepy because it's so goopy. Um, so I like the goop, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> okay, all right. It all right. seemed like at one stage it was like a stag beetle. It had like stag beetle qualities, mm-hmm. but also like elephant trunk tongues like slithering out. That's that's my analysis. <laughs> That's a fair assessment of what was being put on the screen. Yes. (laughs) Did you, on the Wikipedia article, there's um, a little, like, poster design of the anatomy of the um, Snake Boys. And I actually, I'm looking at it right now. I really like it. I think that's a really fun little, like, media add-on for this movie. Like, these are the sort of things I love with um, some of these, like, creature films or video games is when they, like show these little like bits of it outside of the context of the film. And I think that's really fun. For example, in this um, 
this poster that I'm looking at at the very end of the tail, which I don't think we actually see the tail of this monster in the movie at all, but extrapolating from the film, they say that there's undigested debris in the tail and they show a little cross section of it and there's like a human skull in there that's just like pushed down into the tail. And I really like stuff like that. I think it's really cool and creative and I could absolutely imagine that being in the movie. Yeah, and again, you know, um, this is a beloved film that like spans all kinds of media, you know what I mean? And it's got uh, comic books and I think it even has a cartoon possibly. But yeah, I know the poster that you're looking at and it's got like the stomach and the hearts and the brain and yeah. Did you guys feel any, like, uh, Beetlejuice sandworm vibes from this guy? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I like that. As I said, Beetlejuice, one of my favorite movies of all time, so any reference to that. See, if Tremors was, like, truncated into the bits that are in Beetlejuice about the sandworms, excellent. Love it. Do you mean if they were on um, Saturn and made of clay? So, okay, I'm ignoring what you just said. What I'm saying is... (laughs) If this was, I'm going to say it again. If this was like a creep show segment, I think that I, my opinion of it would be really high. It's just when it becomes a full length movie, it doesn't have enough to hook me. But the parts that I do like, like if it were truncated, like the relationship between the two guys and it is very like sort of comic book the way they talk to each other is really over the top and their affectation is really over the top like they're they're acting like caricatures a lot a lot of the time but then there are straight men you know like there are other characters that are playing it more realistic and it's good to have those next to each other and it feels like comic booky to me like the main characters are caricatures and and then they are surrounded by people that are like Reba McIntyre is acting acting she's great in this um and then there are a handful of others that that are acting as if like more like more uh relatably <laughs> you know like the two main characters recover really quickly from those attacks they're just emotionally dead <laughs> they don't affect them at all Tra- trauma never heard of her <laughs> Well, it could just be a situation where maybe the trauma comes later, right? Because you still just gotta. I mean, they just the whole movie is them just trying to survive, you know. I feel like what I'm seeing is that Danny appreciates this movie for its B qualities. That it's like a romp because it's like silly, and Chance is like, sorry, this is not a silly movie. Actually, no, no, no. It is. No, it is. It is. It is a silly movie. It's the. It's just that um, it's such a good quality silly movie that that's partly why people, that's why it's loved. You know what I mean? And so not being able to, not having, getting hooked by this particular movie's silliness is just different. It's just because so many people love this movie. I've never, I've never talked to somebody who didn't love this movie. So it's just... Um, yeah, but it's just kind of interesting. <laughs> Danny, did you You're love a unicorn. this movie? I'm sorry. I Hold didn't. on. Hold on. I, Danny, did you love this movie or are you towing the line because you know that if you say anything as bad as I have, he'll lose his mind? No, no. You're totally misunderstanding my, my vibe. It's more like um, part confusion, 
sprinkled in with a little bit of disappointment, but also it's also intriguing because, like I said, not only do you not like it, but the fact that Dan Dan doesn't love it is also interesting that I'm meeting two people who don't love this movie. I'm gonna, Danny, I'm gonna call you out so hard right now. Prepare yourself. Danny said it was a slog. I'm just, it was a slog, but I appreciate, I also said that I appreciate the B-movie quality of it because I have a special place in my heart for those and I enjoyed the silly parts of it. However, yes, I do, and I said I agree with you. I think that it was a little bit too long. However, what I would say is uh, I think that it's also a movie that was a product of its time. It's going off of a lot of tropes for like, horror movies and silly horror even if it wasn't intended to be silly and i think that now watching it however many 30 year 30 something years later i think that it's a different experience watching it and so that's why i think they there might be a disconnect with me and tanya in terms of like like what tanya said the scope of the movie feeling too stretched out so i would agree with that chance Um, did you see it in theaters No, I, I caught it on VHS. How old were you? Um, let's see, it's probably thirteen or fourteen. But what but were here, your other favorite movies at the time. I'm not done with my life. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Um, what are your other favorite movies at the time? Well, I had a pretty extensive VHS collection by the time I was fourteen, and so I, I went through all of them. I mean, I loved. I had the Terminators. Um, I had Rocky Horror Picture Show. I watched a bunch. Um, uh, loved Nightmare on Elm Street movies. I love. I mean, I love '80s slasher movies in general. Um, I don't know. And then the family movies, like Mrs. Doubtfire, just the stuff your parents bought, right? Um, a lot of Eddie Murphy stuff. I I had a lot of movies spanning all kinds of genres. This reminds yeah. me of when Chance, you and I really early on when we first started hanging out together and you invited me over to watch movies and you wanted to show me your favorite movies and you made me watch Beverly Hills Cop 2? I, I would never show you Beverly Hills Cop 2 if you hadn't seen one. It would have had to have been one. Okay. <laughs> but here again, this is what I'm talking about. So like, okay, to get back to why this is... But, but wait, my point is... I was like, there is absolutely nothing in this movie for me. I hate this movie, but similar, like, you can find things to like about it. It's like there's a reason it was so huge. And, you know, and and it's Eddie Murphy. Like, he's entertaining no matter what he does, even when he's in a fat suit. But, like, yeah, I just feel like our, like, this is an area of aesthetic that I just does not resonate with me. And I kind of agree with you, Danny, that I feel like timing has something to do with this. Because, like, when you saw Tremors, had you seen anything like it? Me? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, all 80s, 80s kind of horror movie had violent puppet creatures killing people i mean like (laughs) so but um but here's why it's kind of intriguing because this movie's been discussed a lot by fans and just people into pop culture and just discussing its relevance and place and um it's just funny to hear things like that it's a slog and too long because one of the things that's noted about this movie is just how 
tight the screenplay is. Like everybody comments on how tight the script is in terms of the narrative and how it's pushed along through the movie. So it's just interesting to hear. I mean, it's not a long movie at all. And things just kind of like move along and it's a sort of a survival game, which is also part of the intrigue for a lot of people. So it's interesting that I've, what so many people who love this movie talk about it's, uh, qualities that you guys got a totally different read on it. So it's just an interesting, it's just weird. I don't think I have a different read on it. Well, if I you felt what, that it was, if you felt the, that it was the long. The point is that the things, the action of it is really uninteresting to me. Like right, which is your read on it. What they have to do. Well, her personal preference, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Like what? Yeah, yeah, what I'm trying to say is like, I, I can see that too. I can see that being the case. But that's why, for me, it would need to be, like, a short film for me to feel like it was tight. Because the... the and that's the thing that I don't love about action movies, where at some point it's like, okay, well, we know everything. We already know everything. Now it's just about surviving. Like, there's not a lot of plot development. There's no plot development. <laughs> it's just, you have the plot, it's presented pretty early on, and then it's about survival. And I just like that that choice feels slow to me because it doesn't like that's what I don't like about it. <laughs> like I, I appreciate the choice and I, I can also see like, yeah, it's a it's a totally normal runtime, but it feels to me like there's no plot development to keep me interested in the stuff that I don't find naturally interesting, which is the action of it all. I think I understand what you're saying. It's like, for me, uh, vampire films are not enough by themselves to just, like, grab me. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna give, like, Twilight a try, and I know that that is a poor comparison for, for the vampire films we've watched, but you know what I'm saying? Like, just the topic of vampires is not enough to just, like, make me like the the film if it's a vampire film. It has to have, like, something else to, like, make up for that in my personal preferences. And so I think, is that what you're kind of trying to say, Tanya? That it's, like, it's not gonna hook you if it's a creature action film um, unless there's something different about it than you know right like there has to be some some more elements that speak to my taste for me to feel like invested in it yeah and 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 you're right because it they did make very a very the narrative runs off a different sort of structure it's more about like the escalations of problems and then the needing to solve that problem to escape the that's monster. That's classic action. That's yeah, yeah. Action so, I mean, yeah. I, I get it. It's not that it doesn't have a narrative, but it's just that structure doesn't interest you, so. Yeah, like, I, I like to learn stuff. Like, significant... I like developments and, like, a little bit more mystery, but it's like, the mystery is like, where the fuck did these guys come from? <laughs> We don't know, and that question remains unanswered. But, but I kind of uh, like that too. I I like the fact that they don't like say all no, these things. No, I do too. I'm just saying that's all or, I get. That's the only mystery I get. The rest of it is just like, here you go. Here we're gonna lay it out for you on this platter, and now feast, my friend. All I'm saying is I can't wait till it's my turn again to choose a movie because we're watching Tremors too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm, you just know, actually, I'm just kidding. Speaking of the sequels, what can you give like a 30 second overview 
of like what the the sequels focus on because i'm curious because i also as i was watching this movie i was like ooh, i'm really interested in like hearing more about this lore portion of it like there was one section where the uh seismologist character is talking about how like this can't be like this can't be um a dinosaur because like there are no fossils of this this can't be like we can't be the first people experiencing this so it you know it has to have have happened in other places too and and i'm curious about that so please tell me is that covered in any of the sequels and if not what is covered um the movies i'm not sure if they actually ever discuss where they come from they just kind of are new scenarios with new characters who have to contend with the monster so that's why they progressively get worse i would say that the second one's not bad it has fred ward but kevin bacon didn't do the movie so they bring in this not kevin bacon looking guy right to to take the role and it's fun and it's all right um but they kind of talk more about the evolution of the monster. So they need to give the monster... The, the gimmick now is the the monster mutates into a different type of graboid. And now it gets legs and... Wow, uh, yeah, that's like... Yeah, no, you guys would hate it. You guys would... <laughs> if you guys were into the first one, you would absolutely despise the second one. Um, the third one is just a, more of a TV movie-esque quality return to the location... Part four is a prequel where they go back to Western times. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. That one, I think, was made for, for TV. Then the last two um, starred Jamie Ken- Kennedy and were, like, direct to Netflix. All the sequels were, like, Jewish. either direct to video or direct to streaming. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a comparison right now to help just, again, prove that I'm not saying I'm right that this is a bad movie. I just hate it. Anything with the mafia. Anything. Anything that has to do with the mafia loses me instantly. I fucking hate mob movies. I hate anything. Any storyline that has to do with the mafia, I, like, am internally rolling my eyes perpetually until it's over. And I don't know why that is. I, I, <clears throat> I'm sure that it's like some deep-seated like association I have with people I don't like, but I can't, I can't, I couldn't tell you specifically, but um, like we were, we've been watch, we had been watching the Fargo TV series, and blowing through each season because it's so fucking good, and then I needed to take a break though because it's really violent and it was like kind of messing with my sleep and I was having violent dreams and I was like I should probably lay off of this for a while. It's very violent. And but we just started watching the next season and it's the one with Chris Rock and it's a period piece and it's about the mafia and I can see as I'm watching it like this is an excellent show. This is really well written. Um, the acting is great, it's entertaining, and I fucking hate it. I, like, get annoyed that I'm still watching it after 30 minutes, and I gave up, and I just, like, put on the VR headset, and <laughs> Alex finished the second episode without me, and, and, but, 
but I also know that there's like you know it's just a it's just a taste thing like Mm -hmm. it shouldn't disqualify media just that it's about the mafia like it should stand on its own and they had a I mean there's a track record I loved every episode or every season of that show and every season is completely different so I like the my general taste in like filmmaking spot on it was perfect and then as soon as they introduced the mafia I was like yeah I'm out and it's the yeah. same with worms. <laughs> <laughs> I see the comparison. Yeah, I was thinking about that a little bit with me when I saw uh, Jordan Peele's uh, latest film, I think, Nope. It just did not resonate with me at all. And it was a good film. It was a good film. And some of it was really beautiful. Some The cinematography was excellent. I did not care about any of the characters. And it just... The, the pacing wasn't my deal um, and it's also a really great film and so I think that makes sense for this in, in the similar ways because it does have a lot of really great parts to it but it's just not for everyone you know sorry all right. Chance alright uh, I, I was just about to say uh, Tanya Dan Dan thank you for those apologies really, <laughs> really appreciate it <laughs> They were be- they were they were they were beautiful. They covered you know. It's really hard for me to say this. the metaphors and comparisons were good. And on the note of the mafia, because um, I do like mafia movies, but ironically, my least favorite episode of The Office is when Michael Scott thinks the mafia is trying to. Yeah, that one sucks. That's like my. I'll skip that one like every time. It's my. It's the only one I skip. But yeah. I, oh, I and that. Jim and Pam's wedding. I'll skip that one too because it's a cornball <laughs> episode. Anyways, the mob, it's, it's the worms, it's all shit. <laughs> Everybody out there, you're wrong. Throw away your copies of Tremors now. I went through a period of time where I, um, <clears throat> ghosts. I went through a period of time where I was having dreams about the mafia and I don't I don't like watch mob movies or anything. I avoid it. Obviously. I, I gave a whole speech about it. But for some reason I like for a pe- for like a year or two I was having just multiple dreams about the mafia and and then it just stopped one day. It was really fucking weird. What do you think huh. that is? What so do you think do you, that is? Do you hate the mafia or this movie worse more? You know what I'm trying to ask. Well, I, I'm not a fan of the actual mafia. Don't tell him I said that. Okay. But, <laughs> like, mafia media, just at large, Well, yeah, this I'm, movie. I'm just saying the mafia, whatever form that bothers you so. <laughs> um, the weird thing is, like, I'm sort of indifferent to... Th- the like the actual mafia <laughs> I don't have any opinions about it like it's a thing that exists I wish they wouldn't hurt people but you know whatever it's been around long <laughs> enough at this point who am I to say uh, it's just the mafia media that I hate and I'm not interested in but but to answer your question I hate this movie more okay because <laughs> that, that's kind of what I was getting at was because um you hate the mafia, but you'd rather talk about them than the uh, than nineteen nineties tremors. They're graboids, by the way. Chan Chan, maybe she's just saying that to keep the mafia off of her back. 
that's a fair point. She and the she and the mafia have an agreement to not talk about their history. You know. Well, I plan to market to them quite a bit once we get these up. So, <laughs> watch out, Tej. We gotta get some gabagool ads. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I actually was just internally, like, (laughs) thinking of um, how this is going to be the worst and best episode (laughs) that we have. It's just uh, us being kind of angry with each other. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are angry with me? I'm not angry with you. I'm furious with both of you. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. (laughs) Danny does seem to have the strongest opinion of all three of us. I agree. (laughs) Most controversial, most aggressive, unrelenting. Antagonistic. Antagonistic. I'm going to put a too hot for TV (laughs) symbol on this episode. Give people a warning before they uh, get into it. Not rated for these hands. (laughs) Well, do you guys have anything else? I mean, I guess this could just be a short episode. Well, let's do our rating. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know you're trying to avoid it because you don't want me to say the number out loud, but... I, at this point, fair fair. it's okay. I've accepted. <laughs> okay. So, overall, one out of five, what do we rate it? Are you asking... Two. Yeah, you go first. Two. Two? Okay. Solid two. Overall, for me, I'd say a 2.5 out of five. And if we're rating this on like a B movie scale, which is what I would probably put this in in terms of a movie that I would choose to watch if you choose to watch it because of its cult classicness and B movie qualities. Um, I would rate this a 3.5 out of five for a B movie. All right. Well, I give it a solid four and a half probably. And uh, oh, I was gonna ask you guys, wasn't it at least cool when uh, the gummers took out a graboid with their armory? When it broke through their basement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was very silly also. Just like they would just shoot, 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 and then just like go to their gun wall and just like pick up just just a gun on their gun wall. Well, it's just a funny reveal. <laughs> Any gun would do. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they yeah. pulled out all the stops, but. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Uh, tremors. No, no, I will say. Okay. I think if you love Creep Show. You will love this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, Even let's... though it didn't work for me, I'm apparently the only person on the planet, according to Chance, that doesn't think this movie is important and perfect. Um, but if not, you like Creepshow... Not what I sure. said, but I, I kind of do agree with what you said. <laughs> Danny is fucking furious right now. <laughs> She's, what's with the rage tonight, Danny? I'm sorry I made you watch the shit worm no. movie with... Ca- <laughs> With beautiful, ugly Kevin Bacon. I I want to say for the record that Danny is freaking the fuck out right now. Man. And I'm starting to think she's coming between us. I kicked us, the James. wrong one out. Oh my god. Am I, I'm getting kicked out. Oh my god. You people are the worst. It's just that we agreed I'm, about everything until you showed up, and that's all I'll say about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> There's a pattern emerging I, here. I wonder if I would have liked this movie if Danny wasn't in Creep Club. 
I, that's all, oh my that's god! All I'll say about that. Yeah, something's <laughs> off, right? Something, something's off. Holy shit! <laughs> like it's a bummer that we're only finding it out now, but it's better late than never. Should I better. just leave? <laughs> we had to sacrifice somebody tonight. That's just the way this one went. Danny, I'm gonna need you to stop yelling at us and yeah. treat us like humans. Yeah, tone Please. it down. I hate both of you so much. Tone it down. <laughs> oh my god. Chance, what movie would you say uh, you would recommend? For I don't know. Everybody I know has seen it and loves it. Oh I wouldn't Shut even up. know. I wouldn't even know how to. He's like, are you? Can you watch movies? Yeah. Do you have eyeballs? Here's here's what I think. I think that if you like movies like um, uh, Jaws, I think you would like this. If you liked movies like um alien you would like this if you liked uh other kind of like slightly more obscure b horror films like killer clowns from outer space you would probably like this uh yeah yeah if you're one of those few people out there that love jaws and alien uh you yeah, might those few people. you might be into this one <laughs> which you know what's funny about that was Literally, they were making Jaws, and the idea was land sharks. But then SNL had that land shark skit, so then they kind of like reworked it a little bit. But huh. so there is a tie there. I can see that. Yep. And 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 the fact that they kind of like what Tanya was talking about earlier, where there's a lot more like um, hints of the monster versus like just outright. Yeah. Then then CGI came along, and they were like guess what bitches we can show the monster all the time and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and then suddenly the house is the monster and that's the problem with cgi assholes yeah no it ruined a lot of things it was like (laughs) nerds get into filmmaking and they sort of like lose touch with what makes a great film and they get more interested in what they can do and they become maximalists. And that's that's like such a mistake for a movie that is already action packed. You're also gonna heighten it by like having, uh, using CGI to make the threat present all the time. Um, present, I mean like vis- visually <laughs> present. Um, the threat should be present, but you know, like, I don't want to have to see the monster the whole fucking time. And I think Stranger Things struck the right balance for me, and I still really love that show because they use CGI and they make big, big, big monsters. Um, and it's and it's the kind of style that normally would turn me off. But they balance it so well, and they don't. They're not using it because they can. There was the, the, the period of time where they're like, this technology exists, so we have to use it all the time everywhere. And and they like know how to rein it in and make it more about the relationships and the story development than, than the monster. <laughs> I agree. And the thing about it is, and you mentioned this earlier as well, is the limitations force creative choices that are missed out now because of CG, yeah. right? It's all just yeah. so easy and done to a computer that you're not getting clever 
with what you're showing on film because you have to also and this is why i love horror especially from the 80s and 90s is the practical effects just give film a texture that is really lost today and i love that and the, visceral the truth is like so yeah claymation monsters i don't watch a movie with that and imagine like oh my god i could i could see that i could like superimpose that image on my reality and it would be scary it's too unrealistic to feel real but it's really fun to watch exactly that's what it's meant to be yeah. right and so they're like well let's make it feel real and it actually doesn't it doesn't make it feel any more real it may look like scientifically it may look more real because it looks more realistic but it doesn't feel any more real than claymation and what's worse it takes away the texture it takes mm-hmm. away all of that texture so it's weird how like 3d rendering images um are less realistic than a claymation devil s- sprouting out of the gr- out, uh, door in the ground. <laughs> you know, like that feels like dirty and tangible. Well, because you yeah. you know if the thing that you're seeing was real, the CG monster, even though it looks real, you wouldn't be bored. So you're like, there's a disconnect because there's this ex- insanely detailed monster on the screen and you feel nothing. So you're like, yeah. your brain's like, this isn't real at all. Yeah, you know... A good example for that for me is Pan's Labyrinth. The monster in that movie, the like weird skin eyeball monster, it's all done with, I think, actual sculpting and like practical effects and makeup. And that's the difference, I think, for me with even films like Tremors that I really do appreciate the um, uh, actual work and craftsmanship that goes into building some of these monsters and even though of course the you know the monster from tremors isn't real i enjoy you know when i said earlier i like the fact that it was oozy and gross in that way and that has a lot to do with it i think so uh i agree that it makes it feel the texture is a yeah tanya the best way to put it for me have you seen the um house on haunted hill with jeffrey rush Mm -mm. chris Catan is in it the really over cg tay diggs yeah yeah Yeah, that movie is like whenever i complain which is kind of a lot actually about the fucking cgi boom um in the early 2000s that movie is what is playing in my head as i'm like shit talking um, generally, they it's the worst example of it. That one and um, The House on Haunted Hill and The Haunting came out around the same time. And then they both shat, shat the bed in the same way. Because they House on Haunted Hill is, is a remake of a really, really old movie with Vincent Price, which is, you know, king of practical effects. You've got skulls rolling down a hallway, stuff like that. <laughs> and... Um, and the movie is just chock full of of silly little practical effects that are it's like a it's like a haunted house and um and that's like such a universally like appealing story the the idea of the haunted house and you don't need cgi for that like 
a haunted house like it's literally just weird noises and creaks that's what a haunted house is why are we making it come alive why does it need to be sentient suddenly but it's that movie and the haunting both haunted house movies both great casts um the writing well the haunting is a little bit more serious but house on haunted hill they got sort of the spirit of the vincent price movie and there's some sort of like meta references in there to it but ultimately and like jeffrey rush is incredible and ultimately it's a cool script and it's problematic because it's the early 2000s so there's plenty of stuff that needs to be cut immediately but um but like the humor and and the like suspense and terror for the first two-thirds of the movie is great it's a great movie and then the house comes alive and everything that they they have like just a touch of of um cgi here and there and it's for like the kind of effects that were really popular for horror movies at the time where like you see a guy in a straight jacket and he's shaking and he and it's like super fast speed like that kind of thing like there's always some person's face just like shaking back and forth for no reason um and so there, there's like touches of that but it's mostly just gross it's like bloody it's really bloody and and that's it's so jarring when suddenly they forego all of that like tangible bloody grimy stuff and they're like watch this giant evil face come out of the wall i could not give a fuck about that giant evil face i lose interest immediately and i'm relieved when the giant monster is gone too but it's just because it was fucking boring and the haunting did the same thing although they, it was even worse for them because that movie was more serious like it had a more serious tone and it was it wasn't meant to be campy at all and uh and but the same thing happened they made the house come alive and it just fucking ruins everything and they had such solid performances and imagine this movie like imagine this movie if everything was the same except the worms were cgi all of the earth crumbling was cgi and then and then of course naturally they would have to make it bigger and bigger so the the you would we would yeah. see them a lot more because it's cheaper it's I, I believe, literally cheaper i believe that's trevor's seven shrieker island <laughs> now available on netflix if you want to see exactly what tanya just described is that like when i made the mistake of watching the never-ending story three on tv and was like oh no this is undoing my childhood as we uh, you shouldn't even gone with two i mean r.i.p jonathan brandis but <laughs> the third one is like power rangers style yeah. costumes oh the, po- the 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 dog flying dragon what's it falcor is that his name mm-hmm. yeah he just progressively gets worse um yeah so sometimes even practical effects can go horribly awry (laughs) i think what the consensus is for this movie if we all come back together as one creep club if danny will let us do that danny yeah calm down do that um probably (laughs) (laughs) fucking antagonistic um what we can all agree on is that it's top-notch practical effects really effective like monster uh what's the word like uh monster universe like 
they didn't have to give us any backstory, you know? Like, they just presented this practical monster, and it was tight. It was perfect. So that's something we can all agree on. Also, it sounds great. Movie sounds great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon is great. He's bacony. Yeah, he's bacony. Yeah. <laughs> we can all agree that we can't agree on whether or not he's attractive. Mm-hmm. That's something to bring everyone together as a society. And that's what we need right now. Sometimes yeah, we world peace. Sometimes weird looking people get better looking as they age. Do you think mm-hmm. an older Kevin Bacon is better looking? No, maybe? he looks the same. He looks just as weird. Oh, okay. Sorry, Kevin Bacon. I know you're a fan. He's aging really well. He is so aging well. It's all that dancing. <laughs> I don't think he's unattractive. I just it there's something about him that tells my brain you're supposed to think he's hot as hell. But then most of my brain's like, but he's just not. But it's all the same brain. His wife is the same way, though. Have you ever seen his wife? Kira Sedgwick? Yeah. Yeah. She's beautiful, but not... Like, there's something not beautiful there. She's got a strange face. Yeah, but she's beautiful she's at the same time. very narrow and pointy. Yeah. <laughs> They're a perfect match. Probably built in the same lab. <laughs> like Kiefer Sutherland. Or Shelley Duvall. Yeah, exactly. Put, hell yeah, actually, yeah, I would put her in that category. Yeah. I'm just, I just get immediately defensive of Shelley Duvall if her name is brought up and yeah, need to. <laughs> but yeah, she's she's got yeah. a strange face for sure. But she was an adorable little yeah. waif, you know what I mean? Like with her silly kind of off features, but it worked for her. I thought. Yeah, yeah. And he's large. <laughs> and he's large. <laughs> Is, is Popeye creep club material or? <laughs> it's pretty fucking creepy. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that. Really? It would be so yeah. wild to watch that as an adult having not seen it. Cause I it, think it's, it's only worth... nostalgic for me. But what what would you? Oh my God. I wish you could see my dog. She's so fucking cute right now. Oh my God. She stopped. Um. I forgot what we were saying. Popeye. <laughs> Popeye. Oh, yeah. It's just so bizarre. The whole thing is so bizarre. But I can't see it. Like, it feels like home. <laughs> I watch it. You know? I had that on Laserdisc. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Do you know who plays Popeye, Dan Dan? Uh, not off the top of my head. Robin, Robin Will- Williams. Williams. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's... It's bizarre. Be Just like yeah. look up pictures from the movie. It's bizarre. Like the whole aesthetic is like they brought a cartoon to let. Li- it's like those creepy things where they're like, look at the Simpsons as real people, and their faces like oddly shaped like the. Oh, uh-huh. they did that, but it was before uh-huh. that was like a meme. <laughs> uh, yeah, it looked it yeah, looked exactly is... like the cartoon. It was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty weird. I think that's creep club material, personally. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. <laughs> I have that on a playlist. <laughs> God. All right. Well, so uh, with that very diplomatic consensus, uh, well, we found him, guys. The small it's group he needs of people. Me. Sorry. Still on Popeye. This is how much she dislikes this movie. She's, she's, thinking, she's not even here. She's well, thinking about Popeye. Well, if you have to talk about Popeye, I'm going to take Popeye all day. I mean, I guess that's fair enough. 
All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Tremors 2 next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>